Hi everybody, this is Greg, and here's what you can find in the Popping Collars feed while pretending to listen to your uncle at Thanksgiving dinner in November 2021. Have you ever heard of a movie, show, or song that everyone else seems to love, but you just don't get it? Well, that's what we're talking about on this month's Popping Collars, our personal pop culture disappointments. Hear us throw some verbal stone tablets at some of Hollywood's biggest golden calves. It's a new month, and we've got a new episode of The Canon, starring some of our Popping Collars all-stars. This month, we divide up the works of Meryl Streep. Betsy and I have made it to the end of our 1990 movies on Going on 30. We're wrapping things up with one of the foundational teen angst movies, Pump Up the Volume, starring Christian Slater. Stephen McHale is back on The Sacred Six. This month, he and I discuss the biggest Beatles album of all time, The White Album. How can we possibly choose a favorite song? Tune in and find out. Finally, Liz and Ricardo are back for one last episode of the PC Book Club for 2021. Hear them choose their favorite end-of-the-year reads. Put your feet up, turn the football game on mute, grab one last slice of pumpkin pie, and keep those collars popped. Welcome to the Canon, everybody, a part conversation, part competition show where each of us attempt to assemble the most entertaining group of films using the works of an actor, creator, genre, or theme. I am your host, Greg Knight. Here's the rest of our all-star Popping Collars crew, Eric Matoye. Hello, friends. Martin Elfert is also with us. Martin, hello. Hi, Greg. Glad to be here. Uh, We also have Laura Schlett. Hi, Laura. Hey, Greg. Thanks for having me back. And Heidi Carter. Welcome, Heidi. Hi, Greg. It's good to be here. All right, here we go. You guys are old hands at this, so you know what we're doing. This month, drafting the movies of Meryl Streep. Before we get started, when I say Meryl Streep, Heidi, you say... Kramer versus Kramer. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. That's just early imprinting us all that. That was probably the first time I saw her, so... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, me too. I think I... I, I think I probably watched that movie on a plane as a as a child, and I, I actually didn't know that like sad movies existed before that. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's yeah. almost like watching early horror, like you know, and and sort of being being traumatized by Hitchcock. <laughs> uh, like, right. like, oh, the the world is a vastly sadder place than I imagined. Right. <laughs> oh my god! And people know it's not that we didn't know that we just didn't know anybody else knew it. Oh my gosh, Eric, have you been scarred by Meryl Streep? <laughs> <laughs> Knowing that Meryl Streep used to date the quarterback of Yale football's team that finished to a tie at, versus Harvard back in the 1960s, I have been scarred by Meryl Streep, <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate Vassar girl. Wow. 
<laughs> Some scars run deep. Uh, okay, so here's how the canon works. The goal of the game is to create the most entertaining group of four movies, gospel according to Meryl Streep, right? Once a film has been selected, it's off the board. No one else can choose it. Draft order will be randomly selected. Picks will be made in snake order, meaning the person who picks last in the first round will get to pick first in the second round. And at the end of the draft, each person will get one minute to defend his or her canon and get bonus points for working in Jesus. Uh, And fans will be able to vote for their favorite canon on our website, poppingcollarspodcast.com. Everybody got it? Yes, sir. Okay. Let's do this thing. The randomizer wheel that I use to choose who goes when has chosen me to go first. I get first pick. Now, here's the tricky part of picking first is that it takes a long time before you get to pick again. Right. So you've got to really make your pick count. And if I'm going to make my pick count then what I need is my favorite movie of the year 2019, Little Women, is where I'm going first. Oh, wow. Well done. That's the thing about having a, a, like a, massive, a massive canon, right? Is there's a, It ramps up the likelihood that there's at least one movie you love on the list. Okay, so Martin, you are the second pick this time. Right on. Well, good. Well, with the second overall pick, uh, Team Portland is delighted to choose Adaptation. That's one of those quirky, like, uh, Charlie Kaufman movies, isn't it? Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. All right, Laura, you are up next. My entire slate is going to be based on the fact that I have to pick this one because it's my favorite Meryl Streep movie ever, which is The Devil Wears Prada. Mm, Very fun. Yeah. Love that movie. Uh, Eric, you are up next. Thank you for this opportunity. I'm going to grab it fast before it goes away. Sophie's Choice. Oh, how can I explain how much I loved my father? father believed that human perfection was possibility. Every night I pray to God to forgive me for always making a disappointment to my father. And I pray to him to make me worthy of such a great good man. Ooh. Ooh. This was a real Sophie's choice <laughs> moment. Yeah. How do you choose? Yeah. Yeah. Some movies just kind of exist in the popular culture and you're just totally aware of them, even if you haven't seen them. Sophie's choice is one of those for me. Uh, okay, Heidi, you are at the tail end of our draft, which means that you get to pick two movies in a row. I will shamelessly pick Into the Woods and Mamma Mia. Okay, I see your strategy. We're going singing, (laughs) singing Meryl Streep. You may think so. I was looking for a movie in which Nicolas Cage actually played Al Pacino, but I'm not seeing one. Okay, we are back to you, Eric. Sophie's Choice is gone. What are you following that up with? Following that with Jules and Julia. 
Which gets me to a question that I asked Betsy back in the days when we were doing Going on 30. And I'll poll you guys too. When you're doing a biopic, are you trying to like impersonate the person who you're playing? Or are you trying to like capture their spirit? So I think some people people are good mimics, but they're not really inhabiting the person. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, big time. And often there's something strangely anemic about films where the actor goes for goes for the spot on uh, spot on imitation. Um, Jeffrey Rush does, uh, uh, you know, by all accounts, a pretty accurate imitation of uh, Peter Sellers in that biopic. And but it's it's the the movie is somehow. Well, given that I can remember absolutely no one's names, this is probably a poor, a probably a poor example. <laughs> uh, oh, for crying out loud! Uh, famous writer uh, who investigates uh, a murder. The book, is, book I believe, is called like in cold blood, but the film is called something different. Oh, Capote. Uh, Capote. 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 Hoffman, who goes more for. I mean, he, clearly he 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 does have some of um, Capote's uh, uh, mannerisms, but he's going more for. Um, the essence of yeah. Capote and, yeah. and you know, you can't tell the two of them apart. And, yeah. and I, I think that's a stronger, a stronger choice. Yeah. I like that. All right. Uh, Laura, we are back to you. All right. I am going to go with fantastic. Mr. Fox. Oh, I think it's time for me to give us a pep talk and explain some things. A very long time ago... May I have a word with you privately? Well, we're in a hole here. Just where? on the other side of this mineral deposit. Follow me. I'm going to lose my temper now. When? Right now. Well, when? <laughs> Twelve fox years ago, you made a promise to me while we were caged inside that fox trap, that if we survived, you would never steal another chicken, turkey, goose, duck, or squab, whatever they are. And I believed you. Why? Why did you lie to me? Because I'm a wild animal. You are also a husband and a father. I'm trying to tell you the truth about myself. I don't care about the truth about yourself. This story is too predictable. Predictable, really? What happens in the end? In the end, we all die. Unless you change. I think that's our first Wes Anderson film ever taken on the canon. Oh, wow. She does a lovely Mrs. Fox. Martin, we're on to you now. Uh, Well, with my second pick, I would like to choose Doubt. Now we're getting into the religious section of the podcast. Oh, I forgot that's what that movie was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. that was a good one. Yep. Okay, back to me. Here's what we're going to do. I get back-to-back picks. My next pick is going to be a movie that I just saw for the very first time this year, and it was such a pleasant surprise. I'm going Postcards from the Edge, the Carrie Fisher story, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I am going slightly left field pick here. I'm going Bridges of Madison County. Clint Eastwood, mid 90s. Back when Clint Eastwood was actually doing decent work. 
So, Martin, we are back to you. Didn't I didn't didn't I just pick? Oh, I see. We're we're doing the snake. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I, sh- I should remember the rules of the draft. It would, it would, <laughs> it would help me to be prepared. Okay. Well, given given the uh, the pre-draft uh, conversation we have, I I think I'm required to choose oh. Kramer. Kramer. You know Jack Edrich over in accounting? He committed suicide. Yeah, hi. Ted Kramer. Listen, I got to get those photos from the retoucher by tomorrow morning, okay? I'm leaving you. Honey, please. I, I, I can't hear. What? Okay, you too. Thanks a lot. See you tomorrow. You guys eat? Ted, I'm leaving you. Ted. Keys. What? Here are my keys. Here's my American Express card. Here's my Bloomingdale's credit card. Here's my checkbook. I've taken $2,000 out of our savings account because that's what I had in the bank when we first got married. Was this some kind of joke? Here's the cleaning. Here's the laundry ticket. You can pick them both up on Saturday. You. You have to Joe, pick them up on Saturday. Joe, you want to tell me what's the matter? I've paid the rent. I've paid Joe. the Con Ed bill. And I've paid the uh, phone bill, so... Well, you really pick your times to... Well, I'm sorry that uh, I was late, but I was busy making a living, all right? Come on, okay? Can we stop now? So, that's everything. Hey. Hey, 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 hey. Did you know that Kramer versus Kramer was the top grossing movie of 1977 or whatever it was that it came I knew out? it was I knew it was quite successful, but that's a that's a remarkable comment on the 70s <laughs> and and you know, and the absence of the Avengers at that time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It's just, Mostly could you me, imagine? Yeah. Could you imagine uh, a movie that doesn't involve capes or superheroes? <laughs> right. <laughs> so uh, Laura, we're on to you. Right. I am going to go with one that I was surprised. I actually kind of liked, which was the Laundromat. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This movie gets uh, a bad rap. It does, but Leaper. there's just something about it that, uh-huh. I don't know, just spoke to me. Okay, I'm going to back you up on this, Laura, because I oh. am a fan of Soderbergh movies where he's okay. trying to experiment a little bit. And this felt like an experimental film yeah. from Steven Soderbergh. And it doesn't quite work, but it's at no. least he tried something, right? Like, I yeah. kind of liked it, too. Yeah. Um, and it's on Netflix and it's easy to watch. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right, I happened right. to be scrolling through and it was like, Meryl Streep, I'll watch it. <laughs> yeah. Eric, we're on to you. Okay. I am looking to Manhattan. Oh. Party movie, black and white, mm-hmm. disgraced Woody Allen, but probably one of his best films. I was about to say, now this is getting problematic right are you're okay with with uh kind of swimming in the woody allen waters here i'm willing to swim in those distressing yeah. troubled waters <laughs> <laughs> all right Most, we, mostly distressing because they're brilliant and that's why it's problematic we have this debate a lot on exactly. our podcast of like artist arts conversations quite a bit because uh, because 
you know, Kevin Spacey shows up in like all of this stuff, you know, that we pick uh, often and stuff. So, well, theologians uh, and John Yoder, you know, mm -hmm. evangelist of that church and ooh, really, really bad social habits. Yeah. From Manhattan, where are we going next? Heidi, you have two picks. I am going to choose Everybody Rides the Carousel. Okay. <laughs> All right. You're going to have to help me. <laughs> and I want to choose one that isn't in my theme because out of Africa. Did you know that in all of literature, there's no poem celebrating the foot? There's lips, there's eyes, hands, face, hair, breasts. Legs, arms, even the knees, but not one verse for the parole foot. Why do you think that is? Uh, priorities, I suppose. Did you think you would make one? Problem is, there's nothing to rhyme it with. Put. It's not a noun. Doesn't matter. Along he came and he did put. Upon my farm, his clumsy foot. <laughs> um, based on a story by Isaac Dennison. Isaac Dennison wrote a short story called The Necklace which we were all forced to read in literature courses a hundred years ago that changed my life because the person in the story failed to tell the truth about a choice she made and it followed her around for the rest of her life. So that's why I'm so candid and honest and have no friends. So I have to choose that one. So you're choosing out of Africa Yes, Not sir. because of the movie, no. <laughs> but because, but because of Isaac Dennis, because of a short story by the same author. Okay. <laughs> I told you, I have to make connections where I can, because like, I just I love knows. the everybody rides the carousel pick. <laughs> have you yeah. ever, have you heard of that movie before seeing this list? I need to not comment on that. <laughs> okay, Eric, uh, what is your last Meryl Streep pick? Oh my lord! My last one. I have to make make up for some choices that already were taken. Um, <laughs> going with dancing at Lugasa. Barely remember it, but it fits my theme. A That's as random as the carousel. Yeah, exactly. A sleeper from the Republic of Air. It's Irish. Okay. Ooh. I never heard of that movie. Uh, Laura, your last Meryl Streep pick. My last Meryl Streep movie is Series of Unfortunate Events. Oh, that was a beautiful movie just to look at visually. It was so gorgeous. It was so fun to watch. All right, Martin, your last Meryl Streep movie. Yeah, and I, I think the, I mean, the the fans watching the draft are uh, 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 simply amazed that this pick remains available late in the draft. I am uh, proud to select the Deer Hunter. Oh. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I thought you were going to take mine and I was just so <laughs> I was about to be so upset with you. <laughs> well, that's that's the risk in the draft, right? Well, the good thing about like someone like Meryl Streep is that her her body of work is just so rich that we don't necessarily pick each other's stuff that right. often. It's very there's, true. There's lots of good stuff out there. It's very true. Okay. Yep. Uh with the very last pick in the Meryl Streep draft, uh, Team Greg selects Defending Your Life. You know that you never told me how you died? How did you die? I don't want to talk about it. Why? It's embarrassing. 
Embarrassing? What could be embarrassing? I was hit by a bus. <laughs> I tripped. No. Yes. Seriously, you tripped? Yes. On what? We went to visit some friends for the weekend. Everybody wanted to go into town, but I wanted to stay at the house and go swimming. So I went outside, tripped over the chaise lounge, hit my head on the cement, and rolled into the pool. What did the East German judge give you? <laughs> so seriously, did you feel anything? Were you unconscious? Were you scared? I was pissed. You died pissed. I'm still pissed. I was a good swimmer. Well, swimming's only part of the sport. You've got to negotiate the patio furniture. <laughs> you know, in the Olympics, they're taking that part very seriously. The Romanians are excellent at it. <laughs> you make fun of me. I'm going to get you. <laughs> You've already got me. Albert Brooks, off the board. So, uh, all of the Meryl Streep picks are in, and we'll go around one by one and talk about what we picked and why. <clears throat> Uh, starting with me, my picks are Little Women, Postcards from the Edge, Bridges of Madison County, and Defending Your Life. So uh, when I think of Meryl Streep, the movies that stand out to me are the movies where she has very rich relationships and mm. companionship with someone else. The really good Meryl Streep stuff like the thing that makes her great as an actress is that it's it she seems like she's paying attention to the other actors that are in the screen with her um and that she actually cares what it is that they have to say and she reacts to what it is that they're saying it's it's the most effortless way of acting you know it's it's one of those things that i think i told betsy one time when we were talking about postcards from the edge i was saying you know if you are an up and coming actor you need to watch the way that she and Shirley MacLaine talk to each other and the natural rhythms that they have in their conversations um, because that is what you're kind of striving for because it, it brings out the realism of what it is that you're trying to convey in the art, right? And, um, and at our core, I think that that's what we strive to be. As Christians, as spiritual uh, beings in this world, we, try, we strive to be good companions on the road and Meryl Streep is a good companion to her fellow actors. And so that's my canon. That's excellent, Greg. I mean, I realize I'm, I'm here to defeat you and defeat you utterly, but I, I have to, uh, I have to agree with that. She's a generous actor as is witnessed by um, uh, sort of a goofy anecdote that one of her uh, uh, co-stars tells uh, while being interviewed in the Graham Norton show, which is that when Meryl Streep uh, uh, kisses you on screen, she will often place her hands on your cheeks and, and retract them slightly, thus making your skin look fabulous as, <laughs> as the camera uh, <laughs> you kiss. And I thought, oh, wow, like what a, what a nice move. All right, Martin. Well, it's your turn to defend your canon. You have on your list Adaptation, Doubt, Kramer versus Kramer, and The Deer Hunter. Now, did she touch Bobby De Niro's cheeks on The Deer Hunter? I don't remember. We're going to have to ask that question of some, some esoteric you know, thread on Reddit. So, so I chose all of these films because uh, all of them... Uh, uh, touch on scriptural themes or sort of the great themes of uh, faith. 
uh, uh, Deer Hunter is is sort of about finding your humanity again after trauma. Uh, although it does so in a problematic way, Deer Hunter is probably the first movie to reinvent uh, Vietnam not as a war with other people, but as America's war with itself. And uh, a number of people from Vietnam and of and of Vietnamese descent say this is not awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. Up to and up to and including the recent um, uh, uh, Spike Lee film, uh, I, you know, I read an article in New York Times by a guy mm-hmm. of Vietnamese descent who said, "I'm I'm really bored of people looking like me being sort of archetypes for Americans, uh, America's ghosts." So, uh, so uh, some cool themes and and not a great way of doing it. Um, uh, doubt is uh, well, I mean, it's right in the title. Uh, Rob Bell says the opposite of, uh, or, or rather, excuse me, Rob Bell says that, um, you know, doubt is evidence that your faith has a pulse. Kramer versus Kramer, the film that that traumatized uh, uh, two-fifths of your panel as children, <laughs> you know, who knew the world was as sad as it, as it turned out to be? Kramer versus Kramer is about reconciliation, about, uh, you know, trying to figure out how to live together and, and thrive together even after the death of a marriage. And adaptation, uh, this movie about um, there's multiple figures in the movie who are sort of uh, Jesus's friend Peter. Uh, these these folks who get things so wrong, Meryl Streep included, uh, you know, who sort of turns out to be this duplicitous figure, but kind of find their way to some kind of wholeness or resurrection at the end of the uh, at the end of the movie in which there's redemption for uh, for all these characters. Beautiful, beautiful movie. Nice. Laura, you have The Devil Wears Prada, Fantastic Mr. Fox, The Laundromat, and a series of unfortunate events. Yeah, so although two of these movies are biopics, the way that all four of them are imagined, there's this huge kind of mythology. You're being asked to enter a world that's not quite real. Things and people and events are bigger than any of the one elements or characters of the film. And Meryl Streep brings a humanity into the mythology. She somehow makes each one of these films for me relatable and I can step right into the mythology without a blink. So nice. that's that's why I chose these four. All right, Eric, you have Sophie's Choice, Julie and Julia, Manhattan, and Dancing at Lonassa. I think that's how you say that. <laughs> so I was running with two directions here. One, I'm going to run through the movies because of two great actors in the movies. Manhattan, Woody Allen, incredibly troubled character, very difficult to talk about still. But got to admit, Manhattan and uh, with Meryl Streep and Woody Allen as her former power more before she met with someone else. Great. Plus, it's got Diane Keaton. So great uh, collection of actors. Julie and Julia. Come on. Paul Child as Stan, or Stanley Tucci as Paul mm. Child. Love Stanley Tucci. When that came out, he didn't get a lot of, he, he was just starting to get a lot of press. But I think he's a great stage and character actor these days. Uh, Sophie's Choice, my introduction to, Ke- to Kevin Klein. Wow. 
Kevin Klein did a great job with that. I always think of him as a comic actor. Dancing Lugasa, you know, I saw once decades ago, but it has Michael Gambon as the priest of the village. Gotta love Michael Gambon. But the other part of this is I just came back from a bittersweet tour of New England, of the places where I went to college and went to and was off to school. And got to admit, Sophie's Choice and Manhattan, I saw, I think, in the same back-to-back summers on Martha's Vineyard and Tug of the Heart. Bill Styron, the author of Sophie's Choice, used to live in Martha's Vineyard. I used to see him at the fish market. And Manhattan, I met my Smith girlfriend there at a movie theater because we were the few people who stayed behind to listen to the Gershwin soundtrack at the end. Gotta love that. Uh, Jules and Julia, this this will be quick, but um, I used to wait on Mr. and Mrs. Child at Bob Slate Stationer getting their Let's calendars every year. And it was marvelous seeing her come in, towering over her husband and answering all the questions for him. She was a marvelous character and no one ever bothered her because there she wasn't Julia Child. She was just Mrs. Child and a really warm and sweet person. I have no story for dancing with Lugasa, except that it's Irish. And what can I say? When you come from Boston, if it's Irish, it must be Boston. <laughs> That's my choice. I'm sticking with it. Uh, all right, Heidi, you have <laughs> the musicals until you abandon the musicals into the woods. Mama Mia. Everybody rides the carousel and out of Africa. Defend your canon, Heidi. We've already discussed that out of Africa may or may not be a part of this, but all of my choices are about Jesus because that's what you asked us to do. And Mama Mia, everyone is super obsessed with paternity. Are they or are they not? Who's the baby daddy? Is it a stuttering king? Is it James Bond? Is it a submarine captain? We don't know. With Jesus, who's the baby daddy? God, Holy Spirit, some Roman centurion, maybe Joseph, maybe not. Super important to work all that out if you're going to be saying the creed every Sunday morning. And into the woods, we're kind of talking about our relationship with Jesus, like what kind of relationship does Jesus want us to have? And the princes and into the woods are always like everybody's after a prince and the handsome princes are super ambiguous. So when we're running after Jesus, is Jesus running after us? Is it like the hound of heaven at our heels all the time? So we just have to leave a shoe stuck on the steps of the palace and then Jesus finds us or do we let our hair down and Jesus climbs up? Like, what is all that about? Because this male, female, Jesus, woman relationship may or may okay. not be represented okay. in into the woods. Cause there's a whole lot of chasing and letting yourself be caught, which right. I find a bit to be in our spiritual lives. And then when uh, Gordon McRae and Meryl Streep were in the musical movie carousel, another brilliant <laughs> example of devotion because Julie loves Billy Bigelow. It's the very end. She's in heaven talking about the star with her daughter, Louise. I think it's a perfect fit and a perfect way to consider our devotional lives and Jesus. I, I, I will. I'll note that I, I actually met my wife, uh, Phoebe, in a, working on a 1994 production of Into the Woods. So my my uh, I've actually received a, just received a fax here in the uh, in the situation room objecting to my choice not to uh, not to draft that uh, that film. <laughs> the most brilliant lyricist 
of all time. Oh, Steven so Sondheim. good. Oh, yeah. Just, that is my so. favorite musical. Everyone tries to convince me that Bernadette Peters, like that character, the witch is God. Cause again, it's about choice. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. what are you going to do at the end of the day? Yeah. Everybody rides the carousel is an animated tracing of the eight stages of life from infancy to old age as they have been described in the works of psychoanalyst Eric Erickson. Ooh. Wow. Awesome. See? It's exactly like a musical. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think Gordon McRae was also in that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Those are our canons. Now we turn over the power of the show to our audience. You can go to our website, poppingcollegepodcast.com. Vote for who you think has picked the uh, the best canon or maybe has made the best argument or just, you know, close your eyes and click. Like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I just care that you vote. Um, vote for who you think has the best canon uh, and we will tally the results and uh, award trophies as are appropriate. Thank you, Laura. Thank you, Heidi. Thank you, Martin. Thank you, Eric, for coming on the canon this time. Keep those college popular. We'll see you next time. Man, checking out this heartbreak hotel. I ain't gonna live on lonely street no more, no more. I found a new love and a new place to dwell.